Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com, the Concealed Carry Community's number one resource for training, education, and concealed carry weapon law information. Check out their Reciprocity Map Builder Tool where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. ConcealedCarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. ConcealedCarry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads, available for Apple and Android devices. Good morning. Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins with Alexo Athletica. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? That's good. We are here, second day of NRA annual meetings. We are at the Hyperfire booth. We are also doing a little Facebook Live. What's up, everyone, on hey, Facebook? This is kind of fun. This yeah. is new. This is, we haven't done this yet. We're with the booth who's actually put us live yeah. on their Facebook page. It's kind of awesome. So if you are at the NRA annual meetings and you hear this, join in right now with Hyperfire's Facebook page. And you can ask us some questions, and we might answer it if we're able to look at <laughs> look at that while we are recording. If we can here. multitask, yeah, if we can multitask. I got a lot of lots of multitasking going on. Right we this are second. here with Crystal Dunn. What's yeah. up, Crystal? Thank you for joining us this oh, morning. I'm so, so happy to have you. I'm so excited to be on with you, girls. Of course. Well, you know, the show is not your average gun girl, and so we <laughs> are always looking. We're on the on the lookout for women who just embody what this new generation and this new movement of female shooters actually looks like. Um, and we thought that you fit that perfectly. So totally. we're glad that you're here. <laughs> I'm excited to introduce you to the audience and let them get to know you a little bit better. Um, you know, some of them may have seen you from Love at First Shot. You've been sure. doing some work with the NRA lately. Yes, yes, I have. I got to be on NRA uh, NRA's Love at First Shot. Um, and then I was also just in something with Emily recently for Carry Guard. Mm, that was very exciting. Yes. Well, that, I have major FOMO. I'm just going to live vicariously through both of you <laughs> since y'all got to do this awesome training. We talked yesterday with Kaya, who obviously was training with you ladies as well and so and I Joanna wanna, yeah, yeah, Joanna, Joanna, yeah that's right we kind of reunited uh, Team Alexa that was representing the carry yes. guard yeah. here at the annual meetings we got the band back together we need another yes. picture with all our gear on y'all sure. looked fantastic I mean they're doing a huge push for this NRA carry guard yes. obviously here at the NRA annual meetings but I mean I'm gonna let you guys talk about the training because it was just so beneficial and so valuable so it was a great three days. I mean, I went into it. I am not a, I would say I'm kind of amateur shooter. Like I went into it knowing that there, there were areas of my shooting that I needed to work on. So I was a little bit apprehensive going in because it, it was deemed an intermediate class. Yeah. But they were all, the, like the instructors were awesome. They were all so patient. Everyone, what I realized after the first day were 
kind of at different levels. Mm -hmm. Mine is, you know, Crystal and Diana, <laughs> who are, you know, competition shooters. And of course, on the first day, where do I choose to stand in between two of both of them? <laughs> Oh, no. They were so supportive. It was the greatest thing. But you can't lie. The second that we had to do the qualification and, like, the timing was on and, like, the, you know, the buzzer was going, Emily, like, all of a sudden just, like, pulled it together and was, like, crazy sharpshooter. We were like, where did this, where did this come <laughs> from? <laughs> yeah, because I had previous 16 hours right. of, of working with everybody. It was great. We thought her and Kaya were hustling us. We were like, somebody's <laughs> betting on this somewhere. Where are you? <laughs> oh my. It's all that dry fire practice yeah. that you've been doing yeah. at home. Yes. For sure. It really helps out. Yeah. But like, I was interested, like, from a, cause since you're a competitive shooter, yeah. how did the training, how did this training, like, differ from, like, what you normally do? Yeah. It, you know, it's so totally different because we were, and we were just talking about that this morning too, is that when I'm training, I am training up to 180 degrees and like anybody behind me, anything behind me does not exist in my mind oh, when I'm shooting wow. and training, right? Um, you know, and that's how we operate for safety reasons. But in a real life scenario, you at least have to be cognizant of, you know, that 360 degrees right. of, you know, possible threat. And so for us, it was, um, I guess me and Diana kind of powered about it a little bit, but I think for us, it, it was very different because we went in knowing that we felt you know, fine with our marksmanship for the most part. Although now you put a carry gun in your hand sure, and it's like, you know, driving a race car versus driving like, Oh, okay. We're going to yeah. get in the Volvo here. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know? So, um, so that was definitely a little bit different, but I, I think the biggest thing was just, I, you saw my situational awareness is not fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's happening over here? What? Oh, we did this, these scenarios on the third day we did you know, yeah. these like real life scenarios to see how we would react. And Crystal's was awesome because they brought in so the cars funny. and she was in a car no and uh, had a car in front of her and a car behind her. And the situation was she was like in a like city, city environment, yeah, bad city. And you're like stuck in traffic yep. and you can't go anywhere. So I'm like, they're like, don't start ramming cars in front of you or behind you. I'm like, but that's what I would do, <laughs> obviously. And Eddie, one of our instructors was in the front car and I guess he he was trying to get cell service yes. and he was kind of getting out of his car going to Crystal being like, what, do you have service? Do you have service? And in the back car yeah. was Brie who we had on the podcast <laughs> yes. before and her, you know. Fantastic acting. Yeah. Yeah. And like she just came out of that car and like went into Brie's situation of her car and was just like banging it was it was insane it like was the, act, intense. the acting in these scenarios were awesome like, <laughs> yeah. we really got to see like a different skill set from right. from everyone but like, like no but you crystal you handled yourself really well too well i was so well because so first of all of course i'm expecting eddie to be the assailant right <laughs> of course he was most of the time yeah. and the big guy in the glasses and the tattoos um but then no they came behind me and so i got kind of ambushed because it was brie on one side and then it was one of the other instructors who was playing an assailant on the other side and they both came at me and drew on me and I was like um wow. I have no idea what to do. you know so that was I think just one of the best parts of the training mm -hmm. for me was mm -hmm. because we don't train like that in competition right. you well, know sure I mean you probably aren't even scanning are you when no. you're <laughs> no. when you're doing competition <laughs> training and and I I was interested too you were talking about the difference between your firearms so yes 
obviously, you know, when you're doing your, your competition shooting, I mean, what are the biggest differences between your competition firearm and your everyday carry gun? Oh my goodness. I mean, you can literally go anywhere between zero and a hundred with competition firearms, right? So I will shoot either production division, which is a little bit more out of the box, um, guns, but you're still putting on different sites. You're doing a little bit of that internal trigger job stuff. Um, or I shoot a limited division, which is like completely, I mean, it's not all as raced out as putting the optics and all that on, yep. but yeah, I mean, you're, you're making these guns very nice, fine-tuned machines, very light trigger pulls. You know, you put it, everything's, you know, nice. But when you've got a carry gun and you've got this long double-action pull yeah. and really hard, you know, I mean, it's just, it's very different. And you had to, and I think that was one of the things that we talked about at the class mm -hmm. is, what it, you know, it doesn't matter. Choose whatever you want to carry, whatever you're comfortable with, but practice with it. Yeah. Just yeah. practice what? I can't remember. It. What gun did you bring? I was shooting a CZ Compact okay. one. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so that had a very... Is that your carry gun? It is not. Oh, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> so I actually normally carry my SIG P238. And so I did a little bit with that. But because that one's so small and compact, yeah. you're like, we'd just be running out of magazines all the time. Totally. So, so yeah, so it was my first time shooting that. <laughs> right. But, you know, it was good. And it was good to, to really realize that, you know, whatever it is you carry, you should practice with it. Yeah. You really should. Yeah. Um, that's I think the that's like a huge prepared. key takeaway that yeah. everyone needs to kind of ingrain in their head is that for sure, when whatever gun that you choose to carry, you need to be doing your due diligence and going to the range, practicing, doing your dry draws, dry fire practice yeah. at home because... It's a perishable skill. Absolutely. If you don't, you yeah. know, if, if you're not out there practicing, it's going to be, you yeah. end up not hitting your target. Yep, absolutely. And I think, too, when we kind of talked, I mean, the nice thing about having all the girls in the class is, okay, well, what are we wearing? How are we actually? <laughs> I mean, when we don't have our athletic leisure on yeah. <laughs> and our concealed carry leggings. Um, you know, and how are we going to dress for this on a daily basis? And then practicing with that, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, when I'm doing race stuff, I'm not, you know, having to do the concealed garments and draw from way up at the waist. Right. right. You're wearing what is going to work for you for that day exactly. for to get through your competition. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that was a whole different way How did training. you get into competition shooting? How long have you been doing that? This is going to be my fifth year in competition oh, wow. shooting. Yeah. So, um, actually, for me, it was it was kind of funny. I have always been um, shooting just kind of randomly with my dad. Every guy in my family was in the military, and so we weren't really hunters. I'm not not quite quiet enough for that. <laughs> um, but we had someone on yesterday that yes, said the exact right. same thing. They this said that her theme. brother would not allow her to go hunting with them, not because he was afraid she wasn't going to hit what she right? was shooting at, but because she wouldn't be quiet enough right? to do exactly. it. Exactly. You're like, you will scare of this. So I'm, I, somebody told me there's some dumb animals out there I could try that will be like, just fine. They won't be too spooked. So um, <laughs> we're going to try some birds this year. Um, but no, so, so we would just go to the range kind of for fun. My dad, when I was really little, would take me and I would be his brass rat and you yeah. like, pick up the shiny things. Don't put your hands in your mouth. Like, what is brass, brass rat. rat. Yes. Never heard that before. I think that I needs it. to be like on a shirt. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> like a, for a little kid. Like for yeah. like, yeah. like a onesie. Yeah. Future brass rat. So, so I would go with my dad and go do that. And then we would just kind of go out and shoot kind of here and there. But I, I actually went through a breakup at one point in time. And then after that, I just decided it was important to start kind of doing things that I wanted to do and yeah. enjoyed and learning a little bit more about myself. So I did um, woodworking and upholstery and break dancing. Oh, uh, <laughs> whoa. I that is quite an array. Quite diverse. I, an eclectic I resume. to see some of this breakdancing. <laughs> oh, we will. We'll bust that out. We'll <laughs> Later mom, tonight. Yeah, Mambo Tag Day. That, yeah. Um, so I started doing all these different things, and my dad was like, why don't you look into competition? You've always enjoyed shooting, and, you know, give it a shot. And I looked it up on YouTube, and I saw people running around and shooting behind walls and doors and 
barrels. And I was just like, okay, I need to do that. Yeah. And so I went out and just did it by myself. And, and a lot of women, I think, come with either a parent or a spouse or a significant other. So it was a little yeah. intimidating to just kind of show up by myself. But the shooting community is so welcoming. Yeah. They really are. I think a lot of people think to get into competition shooting that that is usually people's full-time job. Sure. Yeah. Is that the case with most competition shooters? <laughs> no, girl. No. No. Every, we're all like, let's keep it real. Everybody got something that pays the bills, right? Like, right. This is for fun, right? Yeah. And there are some people out there that, like, make a life and a living of it, and they teach, and they train, and, they, and they're fantastic additions yeah. to the community. But, the, but your average person who comes out and does it, that is not the case. Okay. So, I mean, you're not uh, – you are shooting a lot. Yes, and, I mean, obviously, lot. you're out there practicing a lot. But what are you really doing in your everyday life? <laughs> right. Yes. What I'm spending the majority of my time doing is I own a salon. So I own a brow and a skincare salon. We do brows and lashes and uh, permanent makeup and all that kind of fun stuff. And y'all so. should see her brows, which you can. And you her can go lashes. See her at, uh, <laughs> at Crystal Dunn on Instagram and check out these amazing brows. We were talking about this the other day. You don't do the microblading. I do that right? as well, yeah. Oh, okay. And I have mine done too. And okay. I do, but so like we, I started, because I've been doing this for 11 years. Oh, and wow. I owned my salon for about seven years and we're getting ready to expand this year and everything. And so we started, you know, waxing, skincare just kind of, and now the industry is involved, or is evolving. And so now we're doing more of the permanent makeup and the microblading, which is everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. Awesome. Well, your brows look amazing. Yeah, I keep do. saying like, I'm going to get this done at some point. I have like this one, this one part that like doesn't want to grow hair everybody. like right in my everybody we, <laughs> my every, I know eyebrow. we all have that one little I know I need to bring my travel kit with yeah and then we'll set you up need to like, do my own a booth. little yes. corner at the hyperfire booth yes. we're doing come check out some triggers get your eyebrows yes, done you guys we need a bigger booth next year <laughs> you know what everyone is always looking for ways to bring more women into the That's shooting the sports and into the gun world I'm telling you oh. we you might be onto something here hyperfire to do play uh, microblading and triggers at the same time who so knows the funny thing is is believe it or not i cannot tell you how many guys reach out to me at every match and they're like so you're gonna bring your bro kit like just to like because <laughs> they want to clean up because i'll convince we'll convince them one time and it starts almost as a dare and we'll do it and then i swear i'll have people like so how about bros match you could i'm like okay sure so I, like, oh my that is so fantastic though i like yeah. a good groomed brow like, yeah. I, I, not overly groomed oh, no, on a man no. but just like just cleaned up like just a yeah. little bit i yeah. always say with guys like you're just trying to first of all make sure there's two right <laughs> <laughs> like we want to make sure there's two eyebrows on these gentlemen um and then we're just trying to make sure that they just look like when i finish a guy's brows if he looks at me and goes oh cool they don't look that different just better it's like well good we're done right. that's, that's all we wanted, wanted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i probably at shot show do at least 10 different guys brows no every year. way yes. at shot at shots people every year they're like so you bring your brows stuff to shot shows here i'm like okay sure like, <laughs> um we're gonna need to get that on video next year i know right I, I'm just yeah. holding up ammunition. I have like pictures and names that I'll let you know what I mean. Got a that lot list of video content am. we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get this this time. So, all right, well, I want to talk about some of the modifications that you make with your competition shooting guns. Yeah. Um, because obviously we're at the Hyperfire booth, so yes. I'm gonna guess that Hyperfire has a big thing to do with some of the guns and what you're you're doing on. So, tell walk us through that. Yes, absolutely. Well, so Hyperfire is a really awesome company. They've been around since 2011, um, but their big thing is they have these proprietary triggers, and they've created a toggle system in their triggers so essentially the toggle system makes for nice really light trigger pulls like yes two and a half. i was just trying them out over there right. they're Shoots awesome up, really yeah. yeah so it's like two and a half three and a half pound trigger pulls on these competition triggers but then 
as you actually pull the trigger and get that nice light, uh, nice light pull, that cam over toggle engine then adds to the hammer drop power, right? So it essentially makes it more reliable. Nice. Yeah. So you so you get a nice smoother because typically when you you, you mess with the trigger because you know everybody's got a Dremel and also they're a gunsmith, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so with this particular uh, design that they came up with, um, essentially you don't lose or sacrifice any of the reliability while getting that nice trigger pull. So cool. um, and they also make grips that you can customize, which are really cool. They've got muzzle brakes. And it's all for rifles. It's all for rifles. Yes, they do a lot with both law enforcement, military, and the competition side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I shoot uh, for JP rifles. Okay. And so I've had some, the new big thing is the pistol caliber carbine. And so I've gotten to get a hold of some of their pistol, uh, their PCC guns that they've, you know, put their stuff in and especially um, JP's stuff that they put in. It just, it's like, you're just running smooth Mm -hmm. at that point. So you're just (laughs) shooting rifles. So which competition are you doing? Well, so I just got into PRS this year, the precision rifle. Gotcha. And so my main background has always been pistol. So like rifle to me, I just got into last year. So okay. I'm still learning the game. Yeah. So it's even more fun and exciting for me because you know you're brand new. So right, everything right. is exciting. Right. And people are like, yeah, okay. You're like, no, it's so cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been doing pistols in for predominantly up until now. Um, and so then getting into rifle is brand new for me. So it's been kind of fun, especially the PRS game is so different. Yeah. You go from running around to like barely breathing and trying to hit something <laughs> oh. a thousand yards away. So wow, you're That's hitting things at a thousand insane. yards away. Well, I mean, I'm trying, yeah. but yes, no, I do. Yeah, no, I'm sure you <laughs> do. Like, but I'm I sure do. I do. Awesome. Yeah. That target. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so fun when you fire the shot and then you're waiting. It feels like it's like a half a second, but you yeah. feel like it's forever. And you're like, it moved. Yes, <laughs> I got it. Impact. That is, and you're traveling all around to do these competitions, right? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm expanding my salon this year, so I've been trying not to take on too many more commitments. But I swear, it just you know how it goes. It's just like yeah. you got thing after thing, which has been so exciting. So yeah, I got to go to New Mexico last year and do wow. um, a competition at JP Rifles. They have a ranch down there that's just absolutely gorgeous. Cool. And so we got to shoot in the middle of Southwest. I mean, you really like until you go out in the Southwest, these big desert places. Yeah, you just don't see anything like that. You can't really shoot in anything that far away too. You need something. Yeah. That there's just a lot of desert yeah. space. Right. And land yeah. To do these distances. Yeah, I got to go out there and shoot a competition. Um, you know, I've, I've got to do some filming with NRA. So it's, so it's like some kind of yeah. going somewhere, doing something, and usually there's shooting involved. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing it all year? How Like, what's the competition season? Is It can so, be just whenever you sign up, all year long. Um, so if you live in someplace nice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you live in Minnesota, it's whenever the snow melts, or maybe not even, oh, <laughs> until about, like, October. Wow. So once we have Pistol Nationals or your last couple big matches that you uh-huh. have in, like, you know, September, October, then you're kind of, yeah. you're done. What kind of advice can you give somebody that wants to get into competition shooting? I mean, where do they go to get started in this? Where do they find out information? Because, you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are very new to the gun world. Yes, absolutely. So they don't even know. They think kind of, you know, you got to be a competition shooter to get into competition shooting. Yeah, you know, to be this great marksman. Exactly. But you could actually have zero experience with firearms and just take it nice and slow and kind of get into it at your own pace. Do they have like, do they have beginner competitions? Like if you've, if you've never, I guess, shot a firearm, like how can, if someone never shot a firearm, can they just start deciding they want to compete? If you've never shot a firearm before, like then they might kind of suggest that you buddy up with someone okay. and go do at least a little bit right. of kind of sure. familiarity. Preliminary training. But there, but there are yeah. levels of the comp- in the yes. competition world Absolutely. of like beginner and Absolutely. up to Like expert. the cool thing is we'll see people bring out their kids for the first time, you know, to shoot a match. Oh, wow. Uh, to shoot yeah. some competition, right? And I think the, so the big thing is just safe firearms handling. Yeah. So if you are, if you handle your firearms safely, you are invited. Come out. 
join the fun. Um, I, the biggest thing I tell people, because I got into it by myself, right? In a state where I didn't you know, know anybody else who shot at the time or anything. So I just found somebody who could give me some holster classes um, and, and safe, you know, handling and learn the rules just, you know, because that's the big thing is, is, is safety, right? Sure. It's going to be safe. Um, so as soon as you do that, everybody is invited to come out. And, and I say, don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid to fail because you will at first. We all will. The first time I ever came upon a Texas star, have you guys seen those? Oh, yeah. yeah. The big five spoke yep. metal things. You shoot the plates off yeah. and start spitting. You know, there's there's five plates on it. And I think I maybe had 40 rounds on me. And I did <laughs> not. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, my God, I just bombed that so hard. But you laugh at yourself. You laugh it off. And you go home. And you decide to practice and get better. Yeah. Right. right. And everybody was so warm. And they're like, it's okay. It's okay. 40 rounds. That's not that many. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it. You'll get it in, in West next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, just just don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Go out and have fun. As long as you kind of understand the rules and the safety piece, yeah. just go try it. And to pick which discipline you like. If, you, if you're more geared towards rifle, then go look for somebody that you can buddy up with. And, and that's the big thing is usually they'll have some yeah. sort of orientation at the beginning of the season. A lot of clubs will. Um, or you contact your, because your, each state is usually pretty well organized. Yeah. You con- contact the club leader for that. And they'll kind of invite you to the orientation or invite you to come out mm-hmm. and do like the buddy system kind of thing. And somebody will just kind of get you through your first match to make sure you do it safely. And, oh, you, and then nice. you get the hang of it. Yeah. yeah. So, but people, we want people to come out and join the shooting sports. Mm-hmm. We want people to come out and have fun and realize um, that, you know, because we're trying to get people involved and realize it's a family thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, and it's that's something awesome. fun that everybody can do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's something fun everybody can do. Because how many people out there collect, you know, guns and collect cool stuff? And they never really get out and use them right. or do anything fun with them. So it's like, yeah, come out, bring your gear, and, and shoot and have a good, good that's time. That's so fun. Dude, I family love it. Sunday gun day. Yes, it is. We're having so many competition shooters come on the show. Like, I'm really, oh, you get the I'm buggy, really me? tempted to, like, do, <laughs> I want to go do one. Yes. And, but it's an ex. Expensive hobby. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it, can it, be, can. it can be pricey to, to put all the modifications into your firearms. And do people ever show up and not have modified guns? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Of course. Okay. And I think that they are trying to really because. Um, especially like in the pistol sport, for instance, or, or if you go into three gun, it's like you can get that crazy, you know, race oh, yeah. gun open right. division right off the bat where you're spending, you know, sinking all this money. Oh, yeah. Or they really try, you know, that's why they have the different divisions. They've got a division where it's like stock out of box, yeah. whatever, and you're good to go, you know, so they want. So everybody. they don't put people with race guns and stock guns in the same no. match. Uh-uh. Oh, well, uh, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. You all shoot together, but the scores are, are divided okay. Up differently. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's good to know, ladies. You don't have to get rid so of you your shoe budget to yeah. get into this. No. Just, I'm not giving that we, up. No, I know, right? <laughs> we've, we've had some, um, I, it's funny because, um, you know, law enforcement oftentimes, like, they don't get enough funds allocated towards their training. Right. And so we'll have guys that come out and they're maybe shooting, like, a caliber in a division that doesn't make the most sense, but they're like, you know what, Th- this is extra training for me and I want to yeah. shoot this to be well, a that's a great proficient. way to look at it, too. And they totally, and that's, and they just shoot their, you know, service pistol or whatever and it's, that's it's cool. great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I do have one question for you because I know we were talking a little bit earlier about um, your concealed carry and was there any particular thing that drove you to want to go get your concealed carry license? Yeah, so I got that um, before I ever got in a competition or anything. And, um, you know, I think when you turn 21, you all of a sudden, like, you feel like you're this adult, right? right. And I think I probably got mine when I was, like, 24 or 25. It's like, you know, you finally feel like you're an adult. But I think you go from feeling like, um, because I, I these days, even though our Second Amendment is a right, mm-hmm. sometimes people almost make you feel like it's a privilege, yeah. Yeah. right? And and they make you kind of worried, is that something I'm going to get to keep? Mm-hmm. And so I felt at some point it became a uh, went from a right to like an obligation yeah. 
for me. And I have lived in Minnesota by myself without any family since I was 19 years old. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, kind of single girl by herself yeah. living there. I just felt like it was important. And, and then I knew that that would lead me towards um, being able to go out and shoot more and, sure. and do that. So that became a really important thing. And then after Carry Guard, it just re-motivated yeah. me, yeah. refreshed. And I was like, you know, my only training shouldn't just be for competition, shouldn't just be for the game. I should really take better care yeah. to, you know, train with my defensive stuff as well. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And you have a very pretty SIG P238. I do. You're the tuxedo one, right? I, with the white pearl handle. With, yes. Yeah. yes. Gorgeous. <laughs> I know. Yeah, SIG makes these really pretty guns. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to look at it. Right. You I know. know. Well, it's a barbecue gun. Right? Yes. Have you guys heard that term? No, I haven't. You've never heard about no. yes. so, so, like, my friend was like, What is that? My, my friend who like has like very fancy cowboy boots and like nice like Stetson hats and stuff. He's the one. He was like, you know, you got you, you got your barbecue gun. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, it's the one you put on when you go over to a nice barbecue and you got your, your got your belt buckle on, you got your boots, you put your <laughs> fancy gun on. Nice. I love <laughs> that barbecue term. Gun. barbecue gun. I got it. Yeah. Well, no, he's kind of right. Right. I mean, yeah. Okay. yeah. Even it's your I'm, open carry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You like, need that to look good. Everyone's going to match it. your bag and your nails right. and exactly. like all of that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel. I've, I've got the rose gold one and I'm like, I yes. love to yes. shoot it because it just shoots. It's so nice. Yes. I love the trigger. I love the, I love the sights that SIG yeah. puts on their firearms as well, like the stock sights. Do you have the Trichicon, like the night sights? Yeah. I, I had those changed out. I and I just saw their. I just got to shoot their 365 too, and I know it's not as pretty, but I'm. I'm like. But getting, it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Did you shoot, <laughs> did you shoot that at training? Yeah. Yeah. I shot. I shot who, was that Jeff's? Yeah. yeah that's. Jeffs. I shot that too. I yeah. Know. So I went home and like our gun store that yeah. I work a lot with. I'm like, so how long is your wait list? They're like, I think our 45th person just got on yeah. there. I'm like, damn it. Let me get in line. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are so hot right now. I know. <laughs> no, they are. They're awesome. But yeah, no, they make a beautiful firearm yes. and, and I love it. And while I've always said like, I don't put a pink gun in my hand, like right. I'm not all about that, but there are some guns that are just really beautiful. Yes. Beautiful works of art. Yeah. And uh, it just makes me like want them. But then I also like the cool rugged, I mean, I love my Glock. Yeah. yeah you right. know, so. I, know. <laughs> I like my Glock because my Glock doesn't need a lot from me. It's like, you can shoot me forever and not clean me and put me in. It just doesn't, and I'm like, oh, I like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> makes it easy. I mm -hmm. like the low maintenance. I like right. the low maintenance yeah. too. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm high enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need anything else. <laughs> Speaking of high maintenance, <laughs> did you do anything special beauty wise getting ready for the NRA annual meetings? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Of course. Right. So like, right. You got to get the nails done. You got to get the lashes filled. But so in my state, all throughout the winter, I do like self tanner from the neck oh, up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. And Only then, where people are going to see. Yeah. And then like, we went to the luncheon yesterday and then I was like, oh my God, my legs are the same color white as my dress. Dad, I'm going to be blinding people as I go down the hallway. <laughs> you just, oops, I wouldn't, I don't think that. anyone yeah. noticed. I know, right. I was like, are there some nylons I can get somewhere? Like what's going to happen? Yeah. Now we realize why our moms wore pantyhose yeah, back in the day like right. as I get older and I'm like okay I now see like why they wore those in the winter time like this is a natural tan you know exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh that is too funny yeah well people don't understand like getting ready for a shot show getting ready for yeah. and like well, I just packed a bag and I'm here right like, no, no 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 that's like a whole week two week process yeah. yes exactly well, that's, that's such a different thing now like i'm seeing so the first very first year i went to the nra annual meetings well mm -hmm. first and foremost like i don't even know if i saw five women there oh, wow i mean like that's the difference it's been five years now since i've been and in the industry and i'm like it's it's grown and it's changed so much and i remember i was walking around i had this polka right. dot dress on with these high heels and this white blazer <laughs> you were like so you cute people out of like people and then i would go pick up the gun and rack the slide and like check out the trigger and and people like, oh, would just be like out. what it uh, 
who is like what is going on? What are right you? Now? What are you? And I was like, no, no, no. There's from a another lot planet. More, there's a lot it's more like, women like me out there. It's like the hot crazy matrix. They're like, it's a unicorn. Capture yes, it safely. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think they were just like, okay, like this is like this is like men territory, and they, you know, they're the ones. The anomaly. That are, the yeah. anomaly. Well, yeah. so but now I'm seeing it everywhere. Yeah, the girls no are dressing up when they're coming here. Like they're looking super cute. Yep. You know, the the hair is looking awesome. So it's just been great to see the whole shift and really who the gun industry is reaching right yeah. now. We've got I mean, a long way to go, but we're doing it. You can care about what you look like yeah, and yeah. also want to be able to defend yourself. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that that's one thing that we talked about at Carry Garden, just in general, is that we need to, to start making this a part of people's lifestyles right. and that it's okay to be proud that it is part of your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that is like incorporate it into your own personal culture, yeah. right? So if like you're like, you know, beards and Velcro, cool. If you're <laughs> absolutely wear the pride, yeah. Yeah, if you're heels and polka dots, yeah. cool, right. right? It's for everybody. It's everybody's right. It's everybody's culture. Make it your own. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it just can fit into your life seamlessly. It doesn't have yes. to be. It doesn't have to be exclusive from everything else that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It really can just be a part of your life, just like yep. everything else is a part of exactly. your life. You absolutely. know, just like your lash extensions are part of your <laughs> exactly. life. Exactly. Your are a part of your life. You know. I know. So. I actually, I was talking to somebody the other day about like my Instagram Explorer page. Yeah. And I was like, it's like home improvement, puppies, eyebrows, and guns. <laughs> Sums it up. Yeah. Exactly. Hold on. Like, what is on my Instagram right? explore page? <laughs> explore page. Let's like, see. Where do I go? This? Yeah. Yes, right? All right. It looks like... Uh, like news. Gun, news gun, guns, jewelry, gun jewelry. News. Uh, yeah. Fashion bloggers. Fashion. Uh, let's see That's here. a good mix. Uh, yeah, fashion. And yeah. I don't know poly- what's going on there, but yeah. I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea. Beauty treatments. Dogs. Right? Yes. Yeah. This is, thank you, Instagram, they always, I feel for like picking every out what you think I need to follow. has some kind of puppy or kitten yes. or animal. What's on like, your explore page, Emily? Oh, you don't have your phone. Yeah. We're, no, I don't have my phone. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's a that's a fun little game to play. It is. Yeah. Everybody go to. I know. It's like it's like fitness, HGTV. Yeah. For sure, guns, mine's definitely puppies. like shoes, guns, yes. puppies, yes. and like beaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <exactly>. Beaches. <laughs> You're like yes, this is correct. It sums right. me up. Okay. I don't have this in DC. I need to yes. explore other people's beaches on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Not Your Average Gun Girls. And a big thank you again to Hyperfire for hosting us in your booth. This is a fantastic space. I love doing the Facebook Live with you guys. Yeah, thank you, Facebook, if you guys joined us. Thanks, guys. Um, And if you have not done so yet, we would absolutely love for you to subscribe to Not Your Average Gun Girls on iTunes. You can rate, review, leave us a comment. We would really appreciate that. Um, If you've got any questions for us, you know where to reach us. You can actually send us a direct message on Instagram at Not Your Average Gun Girls. Uh, Don't forget to follow Emily at Style Me Tactical. You can follow me at at Alexa Athletica. And we have got Crystal Crystal Dunn that you can also follow. (laughs) We'll put a link to her Instagram page as well if you want to follow along with her competition shootings and all of her beauty treatments. Yes, obviously. (laughs) Two in one. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you next week. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, guys. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.